Well, I trust we're thankful for another, another opportunity to be here in the Lord's house and pray that He would bless our little time together um, this morning. Appreciate the uh, sentiment in the prayer that went before, especially direct your attention to His thought that we would be engaged actually uh, here in the service of God or might not be going to other places. Usually in the house of God, there's two kinds of folks, and we can be the same kind of folk throughout the service, we can be participators or we can be spectators. All right? We want, he's praying that we be participators. Okay? Uh, we have to struggle that we not be a spectator. All right? Our mind wanders. Right? And it does. We can be engaged and then all of a sudden we can find our minds going thinking about something else. No, we gotta get back. So it's a struggle. So that's what I'm saying. You know, you're not either one. We're probably both at, <clears throat> during a certain, you know, a certain Sunday. We can be both. We want to be more a participator than a spectator, uh, in the service of God, in the worship of God. Anyway, um, I believe, uh, I want to, I want to try to talk, um, one of the things we try to do, it's actually in, uh, Articles of Faith, is that we believe the scriptures of the Old and New Testament are divinely inspired and preserved word of God and the only standard of faith and practice. I think uh, maybe last time, or maybe in the time before, during our little study here, we tried to talk about the inspiration and preservation of the Word of God. And I, if I remember right, I don't think I took uh, got to the part of how that it's to be our standard of faith and practice. Uh, can you all remember if I covered that? Good. I don't think I did either, but even if I did, we're going to cover it again, Lord willing, because it's very important. Uh, and I was, as I was contemplating this yesterday, and and uh, um, and I, I'll just admit, sometimes I'm a I'm a I'm a one subject preacher. You know, I preach on Sunday morning. Well, I'll come here, I got to kind of have two things. I was praying yesterday, Lord, you know, what could uh, you know, He might have me to speak on? This is on my mind, and it kind of opened up, and trust that. Uh, I'm not going to have time to do a lot here, but <clears throat> I was thinking about, you know, my first thought was over here in Acts chapter 17, we find that the, uh, the, in the travels of the Apostle Paul, he went to Thessalonica here in Acts chapter 17, and then as he left that place, and he went uh, by night uh, to Berea, and he came into the synagogue of the Jews, and we pick him up here in verse 11. It says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Now, I've heard that, you know, I think that means an enormous amount and a good lesson for us that when they heard that Paul preach, it says they received the word with all readiness of mind all right, and they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. The reason that, and I would say that's a good practice for us, and I've heard it criticized. Well, these weren't even Christian professors at this point. Well, I don't care. It's still a good idea because that's what we should be doing. In uh, you know Isaiah eight, I believe says to the law and to the, pro- uh, to the prophets, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. We should. Be hearers of the word, and um, if our if our religion is a religion of God, then it should be based upon God and what He has said. 
Uh, one of the marks of a, that men have said, I don't disagree with it, mark of a cult is they usually have some extra information over here. You know, Book of Mormon, or they had some different things that is authoritative that this is what you go by. You know, go by the Bible, we're going by this too. Going by man's. No, we're not interested in man's ideas when it comes to our religion that's God's religion. Alright? And God has inspired and preserved His Word for our learning, our instruction, and that's, you know, how are you going to serve God in God's religion except God tell you how to do it? How are you going to live to please Him except God tell you how to do it? Alright? And so, they received the Word with all readiness of mind. And, uh, they, then they, then they searched the Scriptures whether those things were so. They weren't there as a, you know, uh, <laughs> a professional preacher killer trying to figure out, well, the, you know, what the preacher said wrong. They're not there with being a critical eye. Okay? They received it with all readiness of mind. Alright? But then they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Alright? In other words, they, they heard, you know, what we're supposed to do, what you're supposed to do, and I got to thinking about this, I wanna, I wanna add to this, cause I don't wanna just talk about your responsibility this morning, I'm gonna tell you about the preacher's responsibility too. And that's to preach the word. Not to preach our ideas, not to preach our dreams. And Isaiah in Jeremiah chapter 23 it says, He that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. But he that hath my word, let him speak it faithfully. What is the wheat to the chaff? Alright? I've heard lots of men get up and talk about, you know, had a dream. Had a dream. And they, they try to give an interpretation of a dream. I, you know, you've never heard me tell you a dream, and I'm going to tell you what the interpretation thereof is. What's the wheat to the chaff? Why should I just give you a bunch of chaff? God's people cannot survive on chaff. You need the wheat, you see. We find over here in first, uh, first, uh, uh over in, uh, uh, second, uh, Timothy, I believe, chapter four. He says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. He says, preach the word. What are we supposed to preach? The word. Alright? I'm not supposed to preach my ideas. I'm not supposed to preach my dreams. I'm not just, uh, Preach my I think so or or some other thing. I'm not up here to try to entertain. I'm not, you know, a lot of people go to be entertained because they're spectators. Give me a show. Do this. No. We're here to hopefully expound the Word of God. Those in Nehemiah, they met there to hear the Word of God, to understand the Word of God. And I ought to be trying to preach in a way with an objective that you understand the Word of God. Not understand the words of Vince and my ideas, but the Word of God. Over there in Nehemiah chapter 8, it talks about how they spake in the Word of the Lord distinctly and gave the sense and caused the people to understand the reading. Alright? That's that's what it said over there. And if you keep reading a few verses there, and I know I'm going fast, we're going to have a, whole, a bunch of time here, but you go back over and read it. And by the way, why do you need to read it? Well, you need to receive what I'm preaching to you with all readiness of mind, but then you need to go and search the Scriptures whether those things are so. You know why I try to give you chapter and verse and at least tell you where I'm, I'm coming from? It's so you can go back and check me out because that is a responsibility that you have. I have a responsibility, other preachers have a responsibility to preach the Word, to expound it, to explain it, and cause the people to understand it, you see. And we're not to handle the Word of God deceitfully, the Bible talks about men that handle the Word of God deceitfully. I'm not to do that. 
I'm trying to preach you faithfully whatever God's word, whatever light I have, all right, of the word of God. And, uh, and God has a purpose for preachers or he wouldn't have preachers, all right? But, so I'm, I'm to preach, but I'm to preach what's true, all right? And, but you know, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm infallible, does it? How many of you believe I'm infallible? I'm glad there's not a hand raised. Alright? Because there's no preachers that are infallible. And when I preach to you, these other preachers preach to you, we're trying to do what's right. We're trying to preach you the truth. Alright? But I'm going to tell you that there's, alright, so, so I've already covered a little bit about preachers are supposed to preach the word of God. And expound the word of God. And be faithful to God to preach the word of God. Not for popularity. Not so I'll be, think, some great one. Or some wise man. No. Uh, when it comes down, I don't want to hurt any of you feeling. But when it comes right down to it, you know, my responsibility for God is to preach the word. And it really doesn't matter what folks think about it. Yeah. It doesn't really. You know, the Apostle Paul, he might have hurt the Corinthians' feelings one time because he says, with me it is a very small thing to be judged of you or of man's judgment. In other words, he said, it's really a very small thing what you think of me and my preaching. All right? He's not being arrogant. He's just looking and saying, okay, look, when you, if God has called a man to preach, he, he has to give account unto God for his preaching. And so... He's more concerned about if God's pleased rather than the hearers. Okay. But yet I'm supposed to be faithful. All right. And we can say a lot more on that. But let's talk about that they received Paul. How are we supposed to respond to preaching? How are we not to respond? How are we supposed to take preaching? What are we supposed to do? They received the word of the Lord. They received with all, he says, they, uh, those at Berea were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Okay? They, they took it down about right here. They received it, alright. They weren't there just trying to pick and figure out what's wrong. You know, sometimes I put Moses on the ark instead of Noah. You know, stuff like that. I, I have. Alright? And, and other men have too, but, but sometimes I, you know, maybe, and that's just a mistake when my mind wasn't engaged with my mouth or my mouth wasn't engaged with my mind. All right? But besides little slip-ups like that, I could be speaking and preaching something that's wrong. And I might think in my mind, I'm right. And if I think I'm right, I'm going to tell you I think I'm right. I think I know what I'm talking about and here's why. Here's the Word of God. I'm going to this Scripture. You go, you receive the word with all readiness of mind. I don't care which preacher it is. And then you search the scriptures to confirm. It's not searching the scriptures to try to prove the preacher wrong. You're trying to confirm that he's right. Because you say, well, Brother Vince, oh, we know you, we love you. You've been preaching here a long time. I preach there. You know, you're, you know, uh, Brother Lowell and Brother Brinson and, and they all loved you and they had you preach all these years. Well, you'd never t- turn us wrong. You'd never preach anything that's wrong. Well, well, I, I appreciate the compliment, com- uh, compliment. I wouldn't do it on purpose. 
But I'm not, I'm not infallible, am I? Do you, over there in Timothy, it says the church of God is the pillar and ground of the truth. It did not say the ministers were the pillar and ground of the truth. You have a responsibility as a church to receive the word preached with all readiness of mind and then you search the scriptures to confirm that that's so. And you're, and by doing that, you're gonna, you're gonna either hear or see it at least more than once. You don't just hear the preacher preach it. Okay? It's not, this is not instruction because you, you don't trust the preacher, you have no confidence in the preacher. If you didn't have any confidence in me, you wouldn't have asked me to come. I didn't invite myself here. Right? I sure not. I have never invited myself anywhere that I've spoken. I always receive an invitation and I come. Alright, so it's not a lack of confidence in the preacher, it's that the preacher may be wrong. And you shouldn't just believe a preacher because he's a preacher. But that's what happens a lot of times. Happens a lot of times. Because, oh, the preacher, oh, it sounds like he's really knowledgeable of his subject. I mean, he can just flitter all those scriptures out and he can preach and it sounds like really good and he just boom, 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 boom. Sure that man knows what he's talking about. He knows more than me. So we just believe what he says. That happens. That happens in primitive Baptist churches. Happens in Lutheran churches, Presbyterian churches, all kinds of Reformed churches, all Armenian churches. It's easy to just believe what the preacher says. Well, if you just believe what the preacher says, you know what? You're not taking the scriptures alone as the standard of your rule of faith and practice. You're taking what the preacher says. And you're not supposed to do that. Because I can be wrong. <clears throat> Over there in 2 Timothy, we find that when Paul is giving instruction to... Um, Paul is giving instruction to Timothy. 2 Timothy, let's go to... Uh, let me see where that verse starts. Oh, where he's telling he's telling them, and the, we won't read all this chapter, but he, he I do want to get this. He says, he says here, uh, starts out that chapter. He says, "Thou therefore, my son," he says, "Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus, and the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses." The same. This is in the second chapter, Second Timothy, second chapter. He says the thing, and the thing, verse two, and the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And if you hadn't figured it out yet, this is this is talking about God, this, if I could say it this way, this is God's seminary. You don't got to send a man down to a seminary school. This is God's method. He says, Paul says the thing, the same thing you've heard of me, Timothy. Among many witnesses, you commit thou unto faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. There's at least four in that. Boom. Teach. Paul taught Timothy. Timothy was to teach others. And those others were to teach other men. But anyway, that, that's a different subject. But he's, he's instructing them. And <coughs> he, uh, he goes on down in verse 14. And, he's, and I'm going to skip a bunch here. He said, of these things, put them in remembrance. I think it's the same, uh, goes back to chapter two, uh, verse 2. Of the men that you're supposed to teach these things to. But anyways, he says of, the, of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. 
Yeah, that kind of sounds bad. I'm supposed to subvert you. I'm supposed to subvert the hearers. In other words, I'm supposed to try to convince you of God's truths. That's what he's saying here. He's saying that don't strive about words to no profit, but there's a, an objective. It's to the subverting of the hearers. I am, I, my, my charge is to convince you of the word of God. And that's what I try to do. I try to convince you of the word of God. Yes, as you understand it. Yes, as I understand it. What else can I do? You want me to try to present and persuade you of a way I don't understand it? Of course I'm going to try to persuade you of the way that I understand it. And you're to receive it with all readiness of mind. You said, well, does he, do you know, does he know what he's talking about? Let's say, he, he said this scripture, this scripture, mm, man, it looks like, yeah, it looks like that's tied down pretty good. I, I, I can't see it another way. If script, if words mean words, that, that's what it says. Confirm it. But he says to the subverting of the hearers, then he says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But he says, but shun profane and vain babblings. For they will increase unto more ungodliness. And their word will eat as doth a canker. Of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus. Who concerning the truth have erred. Who concerning the truth have erred. Saying that the resurrection is past already. And overthrow the faith of some. A preacher can cause great damage. Try these guys were saying <clears throat> that the resurrection's already passed. It's gone. And they, by preaching that, they overthrew the faith of some. Their faith was overthrown. Well, I, I, they didn't, it didn't say that they were, uh, you know, lost out being children of God though. He says the very next verse, he says, nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure the Lord knoweth him that are his. You know, we can be deceived in certain things we believe and it's not going to unchurch us and it's not going to, you know, we're not going to lose our eternal life or anything like that because we believe something wrong. Because I can pretty much guarantee you every one of us believes something wrong. Even me. I'd be surprised if there's not some little interpretation, some little thing in the Bible that I see a wrong way. Well, let's just say that. Okay, let's just say the opposite. Oh, I don't think, I don't believe that it's possible that I see anything wrong. Oh, you, it sounds like you're saying you're infallible. Right? That, that's, that's the consequence. No, I would, you know, I imagine that there's probably some little thing, some, or it could be some big thing, some little thing, some interpretation of the scripture that I probably see a wrong way right now. Why would I not think that? Do I think I'm infallible and I know it all and I couldn't be wrong? Do I really think I couldn't be wrong? Well, I know I could be wrong and hopefully you know it too. Not that I'm trying to tell you something wrong, trying to deceive you. If God knows my heart, God's my witness, I'm not going to try to deceive you, turn you in a wrong way. But I might accidentally do it because I hold the wrong thing. Alright? We need to study the Scriptures. They received the word with all readiness of mind and they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. But here's a case. It says that there were some men over there saying the resurrection is past already and the faith of some were overthrown. They, they took it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, you've convinced me. Oh, you had a powerful message telling us that there's no resurrection of the dead. You convinced me. I mean, you're the preacher. You ought to know. Their faith was overthrown in that error. Why? 
There's plenty of evidence that the resurrection is still to come. I submit to you that we have a tendency as hearers not to be diligent and actually confirm what we hear preached. But if we don't do that, if we just believe what we hear, you know, Proverbs says the simple believeth every word. You want to be simple-minded? You ought not have a goal in life to be simple-minded. Just believe what you hear. I don't care, especially if it comes across the news or certain, you know, I'm not going to get political. But there's a lot of fake stuff going on, this, that. But people can say all kinds of things, right? You say, oh, Brother Vince, but you'd never do that. Well, not purposely, but I'm not infallible. Don't forget, I could be wrong. Receive with all readiness of mind what's preached, and you go to the Scriptures and confirm for yourself whether that thing is so or not. All right? That's an obligation you have as members of the church. Because the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. You ought to be established on the truth and know what the truth is. And hopefully preaching is a help towards the truth. All right, And teaching. A man has to be apt to teach. He's there as a teacher. But you're supposed to confirm what you hear. But it, And say, why do you keep harping? You keep harping on this. You make it sound like it a big deal. It is a big deal because you know we want to believe what the preacher says. Especially if we're lazy and we don't want to go to the Word of God and confirm what He says. Besides that, He sounds so smart. He probably knows. He's a preacher, man. He's got to know more than I do. We're just going to believe what we hear. Well, brother, you can hear all kinds of things, can't you? A lot of things contradict this, contradicts that. It goes down to the law and to the testimony. What does the Word of God say? What does the Word of God say? All right? When Jesus was in battle there and he went in the wilderness to be tempted and, David, and the devil started speaking these things, he says, it said, he, he went back to what? The scriptures. Thus saith, it goes back to the scriptures. They go back to the scriptures. What saith the scriptures? What saith the scriptures? Well, let's go to the scriptures, see what it says. Oh, you got this new idea? You got this idea that this is, oh, well, what is it? Do we filter it through the scriptures? It's so easy to just believe. Because you want to believe. I mean, you go to the doctor, you want to believe your doctor, your doctor, what he says, right? You want to have confidence in your doctor? You want him to know, you hope he knows what he's talking about? Well, you know what? You shouldn't just believe naively just everything that comes out of your doctor's mouth. Okay? I remember I was in school. I was, I, uh, I was pre-vet and had some pre-med folks there. And I remember in a chemistry class, this guy, she was, this, this, this young lady, she was pre-med. And I, we had to partner in the lab. I'll tell you what. She was so dense. I was thinking, I, whatever she gets out of practice, I'm going to make sure I'll never go to her, go to her. Because <clears throat> she didn't have a lot of, she wasn't that smart. And I was going, you, you know, because I had to work with her. She, she didn't understand. You know, anyway, anyway, I'm just saying, don't believe everything you hear. But we like to believe the doctor. Because he's the professional. He's the expert. Well, sometimes we just like to hear, believe the expert. The preacher's the expert. We're just going to believe him. Just take it hook, line, and sing whatever he says. He must know more about it than I do. That can get us in big trouble. And you're not supposed to go check him out again because he's, he, don't get, don't take it that I'm trying to tell you that we're trying to, to be up here with other brothers trying to deceive you and lead you astray. No, it's not it. It's that you have a, we have a responsibility to try to preach the truth. You have a responsibility to try to confirm that, yeah, that's it. 
And you confirm it. Yes, that is exactly... That's, it's going to strengthen your faith. You're not going to believe it just because you heard it preached. You're going to believe it because the Word of God says it that way. I don't want to give you a quick example. I know we've gone over time. But I want to show you how easy this is for people. Let's go to... I'm going to give you an example. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 4. I'm going to show you, here's a prophet who was guilty of just hearing what the preaching was in that day and believing it. And he did not check it out according to the Scriptures. In Jeremiah chapter 4. See, and before we read this, it's very easy to do, to go back in Deuteronomy and some of these places where God said clearly, if, you, if my people go into idolatry, here's what's going to happen. The enemy's going to come. Pestilence is going to come. Famine's going to come. You turn away from me into pagan idolatry and worship these idols and these gods that are no gods, this is what's going to happen. But in Jeremiah's day, there's a bunch of those prophets over there speaking a vision out of their own heart. Go to Jeremiah chapter 23. And they were crying peace, peace when there was no peace. And they were saying to people who walked after the imagination of their own evil heart, no evil shall come upon you. You're going to have peace. Everything's rosy. Everything's good. While they were in idolatry. It's going to be okay. Peace, peace when there is no peace. That's a, that's a, I'm quoting out of the Scripture. Alright? Jeremiah chapter 6 and 14 I believe. But anyway, we'll go look it up. And there's nothing wrong. Actually, it would be wonderful for brethren to come up to me and say, you know, you quoted such a verse, you, you made this point, you said a scripture, I don't remember what that was. I'll be happy to tell you where it was. Alright? Anyway. But Jeremiah had his fill. He grew up in Anathoth with there were a lot of prophets there. He grew up hearing, peace, peace. Peace, peace. Everything's good. Everything's going to be great. And they were into idolatry. Alright? And here in Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 5, Declare ye in Judah, publish in Jerusalem, and say, Blow ye the trumpet in the land, cry, gather together, say, Assemble yourselves and let us go into the defensed cities. Set up a standard towards Zion, retire, stay not, for I will bring evil from the north and great destruction. Now here's the true word that came from God to Jeremiah. Everything's not peace, peace. He says, destruction's coming from the north. He says, the lion has come up from his thicket. The destroyer of the Gentiles is on his way. He's gone forth from his place to make thy land desolate and thy city shall be laid waste without inhabitant. That doesn't sound like peace, peace, does it? He says, for this, gird you with sackcloth, lament and howl. For the fierce anger of the Lord is not turned back from us. And it shall come to pass at that day, saith the Lord, that the heart of the king shall perish, and the heart of the princes, and the priests shall be astonished, and the prophets shall wander. You know what Jeremiah's response? Read it. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, surely thou hast deceived this people in Jerusalem, saying, Ye shall have peace, whereas the sword reacheth unto the soul. Why in the world would Jeremiah say, Lord, you deceived us? 
You're telling us the, the, the destroyer of the Gentiles on his way. He's going to lay us waste. You deceived us, Lord. You said we we're going to have peace. No, God never told them they're going to have peace. Jeremiah just heard that preached all his life. Peace. We're going to have peace. Everything's okay. If he had taken the word of God there and searched the scriptures, he would have known what he was hearing from those false prophets that what they were saying was not so. Let us be like the Bereans. Receive the word with all readiness of mind and then search the scriptures to confirm that those things are so. May God bless you.